good afternoon and welcome listeners to Let's Go Sailing on 91.3 Sport FM with Ed Feathers. Well, the second leg of the Volvo Ocean Race from Cape Town to Abu Dhabi is now a week old. Some of our elite Olympic class sailors are in Abu Dhabi for the World Cup regatta commencing today. A terrific exhibition of big boat sailing down at Royal Freshwater Bay Yacht Club last Friday night. The Governor's Cup's been won and done. Uh, the Gordon Craig Yacht Race is on tomorrow starting at 9 o'clock in the vicinity of the North Mile. Sailors, containers and cars with trailers are all starting to head to Western Australia for the National and International Championships commencing just after Christmas. So much happening round the waters here in Fremantle and Perth and Western Australia at large. Uh, but look, to help us with all of that is the winner of this year's Governor's Cup and the owner of the beautiful Bella Joya, Welcome to Let's Go Sailing, Ross Norgard. G'day Ed, nice to be here. Well it's good to have you here Ross, and you've got your blue tie on, your white shirt, very distinctive for the Finnish colours. Very appropriate, uh, snow and water. That's it. And also with us is a young lady who's just flown in from Sydney and straight from the plane, Nick Douglas. Welcome to Let's Go Sailing, Nick. Thank you so much Ed, pleasure to be here. And Nick is an accomplished sailor, she's a world champion in Taser class, she's crewed on Mum 30s, Yinglings, Far 40s, TP52s, Melgers 32s. She's been in the women's match racing uh, team with Katie Spittle. Uh, and she was also in the Australian Development Squad to train for the London Olympics. She knows everyone in yachting and <laughs> particularly the guys in the 18-footers. But we like her for another reason. She has a media company and she runs a radio sailing program in Sydney. So she's a bit like us here at Let's Go Sailing on 91.3 Sport FM. And so, Nick, since you got off the plane, what have you been up to? Oh, you know, just getting organised, went and picked up the hire car, popped into Little Creatures for half an hour, <laughs> and I've left my parents there, who are here with me as well, uh, there to have a bit of a, a feed, because it's my mum's birthday weekend as well, so we want to see some of the local sites. It is a beautiful part of the country over here, and it's been too long Well, it's since great I've been to have here. you here, Nick, and we're looking forward <laughs> to catching up with, uh, with you a little later in the show. But look, it's about the Governor's Cup. You know, the race is a very prestigious race. It's an annual handicapped pursuit race uh, and it's open to yachts on the register of the two Royal Yacht Clubs here in Perth, the Royal Perth Yacht Club and the Royal Freshwater Bay Yacht Club. The historian of the Royal Perth Yacht Club, John Reedhead, told me this week that the first documented winner was in the season of 1904-05 and it was a yacht called Waitangi of H.C. Carter and A. Arlott. Up until the 50s, the winner took home a trophy, a mug or an engraved cup, uh, but in the 50s, a perpetual trophy was instituted. The trophy that's been won this year is the third perpetual trophy. The other two have been retired because they're filled up with names. Um, the yacht Rotahini of S.H. Leggett and John Hargreaves won it ten times in a row, mm. uh, which is... Uh, I don't know what that says about the handicapper, <laughs> but they did win it ten times in a row. And Horace Rumble uh, won it in Mercedes in 1962-63 with over 50 tries. So, Ross, uh, you're the latest winner of the Governor's Cup, and it was spectacular to see you out on the water. The boat looked absolutely beautiful. Uh, can you tell the listeners when did you really formulate the plan to take on and win this race? Well, Ed, um, about four months ago, my writing group comprises Peter Gilmore, and um, and we also have Mac Hall and uh, Chink Longley comes along from time to time and we decided it would be a darn good opportunity to go out there and have a go at the Governor's Cup which is my favourite race simply because I like the handicap start 
not many boats on the start line and hopefully none at the finish line. Well, you mentioned a couple of names there, and they are names in yachting. Uh, they're a pretty interesting group. But as I understand it, Peter Gilmore had retired from yachting, so how did you manage to lean on him? Yeah, well, he fully retired by two years, and uh, the other name, notable name that I didn't mention is Graham Moss. So Graham Moss, a Brownlow medalist, is also in the, in the riding group, and, uh, and he most probably encouraged uh, Peter Gilmore to come on. So Graham Moss is a full-time member of the crew, and we were able to uh, get Peter there uh, and one of his young, um, one of his son's guns, a guy uh, called Alistair... Um, Marchese the yeah, Cheese. Alistair Marchese and the he, Cheese. And he was fantastic. He was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a good young bloke, isn't he, Ross? I mean, you probably haven't had a four-deck hand like that for a while. He, he was as eager as anything. But the nice thing about it is uh, by having these guys come on board, they could teach our guys how to do it and they everyone lifted about eight feet it was fantastic yeah do you fly with a conventional spinnaker or is it an asymmetrical we've got we use the asymmetrical for the first two legs and uh, really went well and then we put up the big one and uh, so we have both going at any one time generally we would never be able to fly both in the same day other than with the, this exceptional crew yeah well that's right I, I noticed how well you were flying it on that leg uh, I think out from out to Miller but uh, but, Ross, uh, it's a pursuit race, so there you go. You head off. You're looking famous, as boats do when they lead off. Uh, at some stage in the race, you must have started to think, I think we're going to win this race. How did, how did that feel, and I, when was it? Yeah, quite interesting. Well, the, the original plan, just stepping back, was that the five boats we started with, we'd have to beat them, OK? <laughs> so we worked on the basis we'd get through them, and we had a couple of uh, marvellous roundings uh, that Peter... Gilmore talked us through. We got the inside uh, running and uh, blew away th uh, three boats at that one time. But uh, halfway down the last leg, um, Graham Moss, footballer, turns around and he says, Black Betty will never catch us. And I said, hey, that's a big call. I said, it's something like, or I said to him afterwards, it's something like in the second minute of the last quarter of an AFL grand final saying you're going to win. But he was absolutely spot on. Uh, from there, we, we didn't looked like getting caught by anyone oh well you didn't and and at the end i see you won by something like uh two and a half minutes uh and it must have been a great feeling knowing as you came around and you're heading in from uh from out of dolphin towards the royal perth yacht club did you have any doubts at all that you were on the right course at any stage we we had many many doubts all the way through we 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 sort of memorized the course backwards and forwards uh on the retro race, uh, everyone, including Unamara, went went to the wrong mark. Uh, so, yeah, we've been very, very careful on marks. But, yeah, the finish line, selecting the finish line was critical to us. Hmm. And, uh, and Ross, uh, I noticed you did have a support boat out there on the course. Uh, was that because you were confident before you left, or can you tell us a little bit about all of that? Yeah, well, um, look, we, uh, we, I'm the uh, Consul General for Finland in WA, and so we worked on the basis that if we if we got Pollyanna there, which is a lovely 60-foot Halverson, that uh, we may be able to get uh, Julie Bishop out there. We may be able to get Parsi Patakalio, the the Finnish am, uh, am ambassador to Australia. So we set it up, had it all catered for, and we said, look, there's going to be a problem at the end because we've got the party on board with all the crew that if we won, which is most very un uh, unlikely, but if we won... You know, the party would split up. Well, that's what happened. The party did split up, but we had a ball. So 
Yeah, and the celebrations afterwards, you had a nice uh, trip back on the boat or did you travel back on the Pollyanna? Oh, no, what happened is uh, Pollyanna stayed for a little while but then followed some earlier instructions that uh, that she would go back. So she went back and then we had, uh, oh, I don't know, 15 people still at the presentation having lovely drinks, etc., and came back and found Pollyanna had gone. So we all went back on the yacht and had the Finnish tradition, which is a Finlandia vodka uh, shot, two each. And uh, this is an old tradition, and you have to sing a Finlandian song, which none of us could remember at the time. <laughs> but, so we did, we did the tradition, and the last shot is always done at the furthest mark from the course. A lovely tradition, and we, we adhered to it. Oh, well done, Ross. Well, what a wonderful story. Now, Nick, uh, that is a good story. Um, do you have any pursuit races of a similar nature over there in the waters around Sydney Harbour that come to mind to you? I think our whole winter series in Sydney is is, a, is basically pursuit. We are, we all go off on various times. So you'll have, uh, you know, your, your, your bigger yachts leaving uh, well back, but your time changes each week as well throughout the winter series. So uh, you, you sort of need to make sure that you peak at the right time so you're not starting at 30 minutes early on in the season to give yourself a hard time. But it's, it's always good fun, uh, I think, yeah. doing pursuit oh, races. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's a great fun and, and fantastic uh, to see. I think the first three boats home, Ross, were from Royal Freshwater Bay Yacht Club this year. Y- yes, they cleaned up and the rivalry still continues between the two clubs. But, yeah, yeah three in a row was, uh, was very pleasing for our Commodore Ian Clark. An interesting tradition was that the race started at one Royal Yacht Club and then finished at the other. That went on for many years at Royal Perth Yacht Club, which started and finished at, but uh, only in the 60s it changed to the tradition now of where it starts at one and finishes at the other. So next year it'll be uh, uh, the opposite way around. But look, we'll just take a, a word from the sponsor and we'll be right back. Catch all the live sporting events on Foxtel HD at Rosie O'Grady's Fremantle with functions, accommodation and traditional hub grub available for lunch and dinner every day. Mondays is $15 chicken schnitzel and midi night. Tuesdays is free trivia night. Thursdays is student night and live music across the whole weekend. Station sponsor Rosie O'Grady's Fremantle. Call 9335 1645 to make a booking. Drop in to 23 William Street, Fremantle. Or for more details, visit rosieogradys.com.au. If you're a tradesperson, Kennard's Hire has the tools and equipment you need serviced and ready to go. If you're a DIY, Kennard's Hire has amazing stuff that goes... Cool! If you're a tradesperson, Kennard's will give you the right advice to get the job done on time and on budget. If you're a DIY, Kennard's will show you how to use it. Excellent! So make Kennard's Hire your choice for equipment hire because... Kennard's makes your job easy. Station sponsor. Well, welcome back, listeners, to Let's Go Sailing on 91.3 Sport FM. And in the studio today is Nick Douglas from Sydney and Ross Norgard, the winner of the Governor's Cup. Uh, But talking about Finland has made me reflect on young Sam Gilmore, that's Peter Gilmore, who was sailing with Ross's son, and his success with his match racing career. Interestingly, he had a second place in the World Youth Match Racing World Championships in Helsinki uh, earlier on this year. And like you, Ross, he's actually won a Governor's Cup. He won the Governor's Cup in uh, in, uh, 
the Newport Beach Balboa Yacht Club in California. So he's a winner of a Governor's Cup and you are too. Oh, that was the lesser one, was it? <laughs> but that's a match racing one. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but Sam is one of four very successful young match racers from here in Western Australia with Keith Swinton, David Gilmore, his brother, and Matt Jerwood, who are the other three. Um, and last week, uh, Matt Jerwood's Redline Racing Team beat young Sam's Neptune Racing Team in the petite final of the Monsoon Cup qualifier. There's a pretty healthy competition between these boys, uh, and I can't wait for the Warren Jones regatta that's coming up later on this year. Ross, I know you're a supporter of the Warren Jones regatta. It's a fantastic event, isn't it? It sure is. It's a lovely lunch and uh, lots of regaled stories of wins and losses, and yeah, it's uh, something not to be missed. And Nick, uh, did you follow any of that uh, up there on that course? I did keep tabs. I, I can't help it having a few. Having had a, a bit of match racing dwindling myself in the day, I, I do like to see what's happening with the Monsoon Cup. It was interesting, actually. Uh, David Chapman, I interviewed him on the show last week. He made a return to match racing, and um, and he did not do so well. The young guys from Perth definitely showed him up, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. So you have done a lot of match racing, haven't you? You did a lot of match racing with Katie Spittle. That's James yes. Spittle's brother, and um, you were you were lined up for that. Do you like the match race? I do love the match racing. It's definitely a different discipline to the fleet racing, but I think there's, um, with sailing or with any sport, when you do different disciplines or a way of looking at it, you always learn things that you can take back to the other side. So, so that's really good. I actually spent a bit of time with Keith Swinton on the tour, especially at Match Cup Sweden when the girls met the guys on the tour, and also Tor Vermersky, who's out of... Perth as well, I believe. So. Yeah, well, Torba Mursky is out of Perth, yeah. and uh, he's doing fantastically well at the moment, Nick. Mm. He's doing well with his uh, kite racing. Yes. He managed to perfect the kite racing up on the foiling kite. Oh, group. amazing. Yeah. I'll have to catch up with him. I he, haven't talked to really him in a while. He's really good at it. You know, he won the King of Karnak race, which they've just oh, instituted fantastic. for the first time. Uh, and I can't begin to tell you what it was like down there at the Joavis Bay Yacht Club down there with, uh, I'd say, 70 or 80 healthy young sport-minded people taking on these awesome. boards and tornadoes. It's a new growth area, hey? Definitely, definitely. And I think it just shows you how far uh, people are willing to push the sport as well. Mm. Yeah, for sure. But, Nick, uh, getting to you, now, <laughs> you call yourself The Adventures of a Sailing Girl, uh, and you've got your own radio show in Sydney. How, why did you really start this up? What was that all about? <laughs> well, I think I, I could take it back to 2004, actually. I started an MSN space, which it was then, I was 19 years old and I was campaigning to win my first world championships in the Taser with my dad. And uh, so I, I wanted to document it. And then it turned into nickdouglas.org when I started getting a bit more serious about the match racing in 2008. And then uh, it moved into Facebook in 2011. I've got quite a, a following on Facebook, nearly 2,400 people now, which is quite exciting. Fantastic. I call them, yeah, I call them my adventurers, which is quite exciting. They, they come along the journey with me. And... I am um, after the success of our awesome athletes in 2012 at the Olympics. I got asked by a community radio station in Sydney if I would like to do a radio show, and I thought it was another way to, you know, as, as you found Ed to to communicate our sport to the masses, and and it went from there, turning Abs into absolutely, Nick, yeah. and and it is good because people can listen sometimes mm. while they're driving around or doing other things. So the radio does seem to be a great thing. Definitely, it it really is, and I think. Uh, it, it turned into Adventures of a Sailor Girl, the radio show, in April this year uh, when when the past radio show sort of just went through its natural natural death and I was able to take 
Adventures of a Sailor Girl to to a new level. But yeah, mine's a streaming radio show, so a little bit different to you. People can't listen to mine in the car unless they've got the app. Yeah. But um, but but it means I do have a global audience, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, well, that's what they are finding here in this radio station, yeah. that the global audience is big. You see, mm. you see, when a lot of our sailors are travelling yes. overseas, they like to listen in through their computer to 91.3 and catch up on what's happening on the local sailing scene, and I'm sure they do that with yours. Definitely. But look, uh, tell us a little bit about what's happening on the sailing scene in Sydney. <laughs> well, Sydney, at the moment, it's a hive of activity. I've got so much coming up, I'll be covering... The Extreme Sailing Series, which kicks off in a few weeks' time. That's the Extreme 40s will be on Sydney Harbour, which is going to be unbelievable. And then, of course, the lead into the Hobart. So I've been covering the Blue Water Point Score Series. We have the Big Boat Race coming up. That's going to be a great showdown between Comanche, which will be coming out from the US, and Loyal, and, of course, Wild Oats, and Ragamuffin. The 100 will be launched on the 2nd of December, so that's exciting. And Rio 100 will be coming over from New Zealand. So leading into the Hobart, it's all systems go. Yeah, well, that Comanche's come over from America, and uh, I think the owner is married to a... Australian supermodel, is Chris, that right? Christy Hines, yes, that's indeed. It. So it, there's, there's a bit of talk about whether she might be out for the Hobart. I'd, I'd say that's not likely, but maybe the big boat race she'll make an appearance. But hopefully I'll, I'll catch up with Ken Reid. Uh, I think he, there's a bit of a rumour he might actually do the Extreme Sailing Series as well, so we'll see what happens. Oh, well, that's good to hear about all, <laughs> that's good to hear about all of that. And um, have you, you do a lot of interviews, and I keep up with uh, you on your shows. Um, have you had any major sort of standout interviews you could share with the audience of 91.3 Sport FM? Oh, definitely. I've, I've been so lucky. I've done 31 shows this year, regular shows, uh, which has basically been a dream come true. I love getting to talk to adventurers from around the world. But Luke Parkinson, who is a local, he is currently the bowman on Abu Dhabi Racing, who are leading the Volvo Ocean Race overall at the moment. I have caught up with him a few times. I... I spoke to him in Cape Town just before they took off for leg two and also in Alicante before they took off for leg one. So great to hear about his journey. But other notable people, uh, Ian Murray, that was a beautiful interview just before the demise, unfortunately, of Team Australia leading into the next America's Cup. And also uh, Rob Brown, who's a favourite that I've interviewed. You, you might uh, remember I him know from Rob very Australia well. too and 18 footers. Yes, uh, very notable. He's a, he's an amazing sailor. I caught up with him just last week. So, yeah, I should chat to him in the, in the weeks to come too. So. Well, look, if you do are catching up with Rob, <laughs> it'd be grateful if you could say good day from uh, Ross Norgard because I think Ross knows him as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I will do that for you, definitely. But as I said, too many people to, to put my finger on it. Matt, Matt Belcher is a big follower of the show as well, and I, I feel very privileged to have so many people following me, that's for sure. Well, one week into the Volvo race, Nick, in the second leg, and they're making their way up to Abu Dhabi, uh, they were lucky with a little low pressure system that came mm. through as they left Cape Town and they picked that up which meant they didn't have to go quite so far south uh, but as they've headed north it's been a bit light and I think they're heading towards some sort of tropical low at the moment. Uh, yeah there, there is this low sitting in the in the middle of of the Atlantic as such and oh is it, I think it's the Pacific on that side actually but it's 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 quite interesting actually to see who will get the leverage point that's what they're all looking for a bit of leverage at the moment and if I was them, I'd be very nervous. I've been playing the virtual Volvo Ocean Race game, yeah. <laughs> which for those who are listening um, may not know, there's actually a virtual race that happens at the same time, so it means that you're following the weather with the sailors and you get a bit attached, sadly. But, uh, yeah, it's it's very, very tricky, and people have been coming out of nowhere. So given that, uh, that there's a lot of instability around that system, it's going to be difficult to tell what will happen 
for the next few days. Once that's gone too, as I understand it, there will be a lot of light weather and that will be also a challenge for the sailors. Definitely, especially at this point in the leg when they're starting to get fatigued and their, their concentration, concentration levels might be dwindling a little bit, but it might give them a little bit of time to have some sleep as well. So yeah, yeah, I, um, I yeah, spoke yeah, to Luke, yeah. as, uh, like Luke Parkinson, your, your local boy, he said he didn't sleep much for the last week or so of the last leg, so uh, I'm, I'm guessing that they take that opportunity whenever they can. <laughs> well, we've been pretty excited about this here in Western Australia because we've actually got Luke Parkinson, who is in the race, as you describe, on Abu Dhabi, and we've also got Tom Johnson, who's a moth sailor, who you probably know yes. uh, as well, and he's on the race on Team Vestas uh, with Australian Chris Nicholson and some others there. So it's pretty exciting for us. It's like the early days of uh, match racing here in Western Australia to have these guys whose careers are really now set up, aren't they? It's it's absolutely brilliant, and it's quite nice for me, actually. I have a few stories about both those boys, because when they used to come over to do South Sydney, they actually used to stay with me and sleep on my floor. So um, I've known them since they were quite small, and um, and and uh, Tom Johnson actually used to borrow Torvamurski's ID. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on air, but he used to. That's how young he was. So I, um, I've definitely been following those guys. They've got a, a, a little soft spot in my heart. So it's nice to see them doing so well on a global scale. Well, look, we'll just take a little break and we'll be right back. Perth Metro Property Group is the latest, most exciting new real estate agent. Expanding on their Kalgoorlie franchise, Perth Metro Property Group is your ideal place to go, whether buying, selling, renting or investing. Karen Bryars and Mick Martell are committed to finding you the best property within an ideal community. Perth Metro Property Group have enthusiastic and professional staff who live and breathe property. Find out more today. They are located centrally in the metro area at 211 Main Street, Osborne Park or visit perthmetroproperty.com.au. Station sponsor. I'm John Hughes, WA's most trusted car dealer. I guarantee that when people come to do business with me, they'll be treated with courtesy, sincerity, professionalism, efficiency, and above all, total honesty. Also, I want your business and I'm prepared to pay for it, and I genuinely stand behind every car I sell. So choose your dealer before you choose your car. John Hughes, WA's most trusted car dealer, just over the causeway in Shepparton Road, Victoria Park. Station sponsor. Well, welcome back, listeners, to Let's Go Sailing on 91.3 Sport FM. And uh, Ross Norgard, we're going to put you back in the chair and talk a little bit about your beautiful boat, the Bella Joya. Can you give us a little bit of history on it? Yeah, the Bella Joya was um, built by Norta Swan in uh, Finland, not far from Vasa in 1972, Sparkman and Stevens, 40. And uh, it was, in fact, um, um, ordered by an Italian guy, and strangely enough, that Italian guy's son ended up being the managing director for Norta Swan and because he came through the Farragamo side. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, interesting background. And then uh, it was sailed out here by a, um, uh, a, a Sydney couple um, who were over there. And uh, it was in Sydney, and I went over there. Having looked at the Swans in 87, Cup Defence here, I saw the 46s and the 65s. And the Sparkman and Stevens always was an interest to me. And so when I saw it in Sydney, I could see that would be a lovely boat for sailing and uh, and some competitive round-the-boy stuff. Yeah, there's been uh, quite a few swans that have come out of that boatyard in Finland, Ross. Well, they have. I was up there last um, uh, July with my wife, and uh, 
we went through the whole, um, you know, manufacturing uh, site there, and they took us into the room and showed us the file where our boat still has all the papers in it when this boat was built in 1972, so they can wow. tell you every nut and bolt. Wow, that's an interesting story. Mm. That's fantastic. So they keep all the all the records on all the boats. Yep, they're all there. And uh, as a more well, big coincidence, but the Norgard family came from Vasa, which is very close to. Uh, and they're all coincidences, but uh, yeah, that's where the family comes from. It was at that point we went there to see our house, so it's very close to to where it was built. When I was doing some research, uh, knowing you were coming in today on the Swan uh, boats, I, I find that there's a a group of Swan owners that belong to a club up there. Yeah, the uh, well, the there's one called the SNS um, Nautus Swan Association. That's run by a guy Matteo Salmon out of uh, out of Italy. And it's a very close association, good, and everyone who's got a swan that's a Sparkman and Stevens is is on the site. You see photos and you get updates and boats for sale. You know, it's it's good fun. And uh, and one of my favourites is the uh, Rolex Swan Cup, which is uh, off uh, on at Porto Cervo in uh, Sardinia. And so that was won this year by Finola of Chris Frost and and a number of other interesting sailors in that event, including Vincenzo Oronato, the uh, Italian ship owner and uh, and he came third in that regatta so there's quite a few people who are involved in the swans but it's fantastic to see that boat on the river here in Western Australia and as we said before it does look like a treat but you do have another boat it's a stink boat we don't like to necessarily talk about that on a sailing show but it is another boat it's a halverson from uh, your part of the world oh, Nick. beautiful so it's a beauty but uh, it's it's uh, got an historical name uh, tell us a little bit about that boat, Ross. Yeah, it's uh, it's called Pollyanna here, and it was uh, the the keel was laid in 1937 in Bobbinhead, and then uh, the war intervened, so it took a while to get moving, and then they made it into a patrol vessel, so it was uh, patrolling around while the Pacific War was on, and then finally it became Pollyanna, the the luxury boat. Uh, in 1946, again coincidentally, the week of my birthday in 1946. Ooh. So yeah, yeah, well, that's mm. a that's a good story. And, and look, I'm a co-owner with uh, two other lovely people, and uh, it was just an absolute treat for me to be invited to join the co-ownership. Yeah, uh, well, it's good to hear about these boats. You've seen a lot of them in Sydney. The Halversons uh, still going up the uh, Hawkesbury there. They are indeed. It's a, a beautiful part of the world to have them, the Hawkesbury. But just as with your Swan. Uh, a beautiful part of the world to uh, go motoring, even if it is on a motorboat. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but getting back to the sailing, which we're really supposed to be talking about, a big regatta coming up in Abu Dhabi starting today, Nick. Uh, it's Definitely. a big one, isn't it? Tell us about this and what's what's a little bit about it. Essentially, the, the World Cup, so the ISAF have decided that they're going to have a, a, a Grand Prix as such of the World Cup. So they've invited a number of sailors in, in various classes, namely those who've performed well or qualified at the ISAF World Championships or are placed well in the world rankings and have invited them forward. So we have quite a number of, Auss of Aussie representatives, which is great to see. Yeah, well, look, uh, there are a lot, and uh, well, let's start the rivalry up. In the, <laughs> in the lasers, uh, there's uh, slick, six fleet races for the event and one medal race. 
but there is a bit of rivalry between the East and the West. You've, <laughs> you, <laughs> you've got your Tom Burton, haven't you? Yes, we have our Tom Burton, but you have your Matt Wern, who's also a regular on my show. I've had him on my show twice uh, following the success of, of the UWA boys at the uh, and girls sorry, at the uni games yeah. over my way. Well, he was our first ever guest on Let's Go Sailing, <laughs> so we have a special face for Matt Wern. Excellent. And in the 49ers, uh, another uh, uh, son of... Uh, the famous David Gil- uh, Peter Gilmore, who's sailing with Ross, mm. uh, is David Gilmore, who's there with Reese Mara, Mara, because uh, Outridge and Jensen, your chaps, are uh, busy with uh, Artemis oh, stuff. Yeah, they're, they're off with Artemis, and I think they'll be working hard on their moth sailing, <laughs> given that the moth worlds are just around the corner, and there'll be quite an America's Cup showing down there from all the teams, which is great to see. But uh, as you say, um, Reese Mara and, 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 and your Gilmore boy have, have, fi- have done very, very well. I think they've qualified for the Australian sailing team following their season. So they that's great indeed. to see. They have indeed. It's fantastic news. Uh, and then in the 49er FX, we've got Tess Lloyd uh, uh, and uh, Caitlin Elk from Elks. WA here. Yes. yes. She's another one from here. Formerly from Lasers, but she's made the jump and she's done it successfully, which is great to see. Uh, and seeing we've got uh, the Finnish story going, we might as well keep that going because it's a great story, the Finns, isn't it? Yes, definitely. I mean, it, it's such a hard class, the Finn. I mean, it's incredibly physical for, for listeners that may not know what the Finn is. It's a single-handed boat. It's quite large, lots of ropes, very technical, but also very, very physical. There's unlimited pumping downwind, which is if you've ever seen a windsurfer flicking their sail. Uh, they're doing that continually downwind, and, and we have representatives, which is well, great Well, we do, to see. because we haven't had them for a long time. Yes. And Jake Lilly and Oliver Tweedle, it's fantastic to see. And another one we'd like to claim here in WA, <laughs> but we probably can't, is Josh Jr., who's been a previous winner of the Warren Jones Regatta we were talking about before. So he's uh, representing New Zealand, doing very well in the fin. Yeah, it's great to see so many people doing well in the fin. As you, as you mentioned, Ed, it's... It's not really been a place where we've seen Aussies for a while. It's dominated highly by by, by Europe, as as are a number of those technical classes. And the NACRA 17s, uh, you've got some... Uh, now you're into your sort of area. <laughs> you, no, you own the NACRA 17s. Yeah. Yes, we do have a number of, of awesome sailors in, in the NACRA 17s. The squad is going exceptionally well. I mean, Nina Curtis, uh, who I used to sail with on the match racing team, she's our silver medalist from... Uh, from Rio, uh, from London, sorry. Hopefully, uh, we will have a representative in the NACRA at Rio, but also Lucinda Whitty is with you and McNichol, and, uh, and our other members of the squad are WD Sailing, uh, which is Jason Waterhouse and Lisa Darmin, and I've, um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite close to all of them. They're really great. And Darren Bundock is sailing with Nina Curtis. He won a silver in the tornado back in Beijing, I believe. So, yeah. That's well, tornadoes fun. here in Perth coming up in... Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Big, yeah, it's big, mate. It's big. It's but big. look, thanks. Uh, it's all gone too quickly. Thanks, Ross Norgard, the winner of this year's Governor's Cup, and to you, Nick Douglas, from Sunshine Radio, Sydney's Adventures of a Sailing Girl, for your company this afternoon. But before we go, a couple of reminders about events coming up tomorrow at 8.55 in the vicinity of North Mole. 29 boats heading off in Royal Freshwater Bay Yacht Club's regatta, the Gordon Craig race, finishing down in Rockingham. And if you're down in Rockingham, a fantastic backdrop as the yachts uh, do with some windward-leeward work while you're having your breakfast down in the cappuccino strip down there. Next weekend, there's a couple of big events coming up. It's the International Classes Regatta at Royal Freshwater Bay Yacht Club. Then on Saturday, a big one for the kite races, 
the Rottnest Lighthouse to Leighton Kite Board Race, 22 minutes it takes them. Uh, it's the record under ideal conditions on a foiling kite racer. Uh, we mentioned local Torvar Mursky. He's pretty good at it, but he won't be here. He's travelling away at the moment. Uh, um, uh, Marvin Baumeister will be down here re uh, representing and, uh, and defending his title from last year, as will Ollie and Steph Bridge, who are flying in for the event, so it's a big one. And then on Sunday at 2pm, it's the Mounts Bay Yacht Club's Cock of the Swan. This is all about speed, it's all about tornadoes, it's all about moths, it's all about things like that that go really fast. And here's a bit of scuttlebutt coming up late in the show for you. This is breaking news, so I want to break it here on the show. Um, tonight at, uh, at, uh, at about five o'clock we will all know probably whether the Perth Kiteboard Racing Club has actually been allowed to enter and become an associate of Yachting Western Australia. If so, it means that foiling kite racers for the first time will race in the cock of the swan. Mm -hmm. So I'm telling you it here now, it's not yet a fait accompli. It may well be. Watch this space. So, listeners, it's all gone far too quickly. Please stay listening to 91.3 Sport FM, particularly The Breakfast Show, which is regularly updated on sailing matters by the Let's Go Sailing team. If you want to listen to this show again, you can do so on the podcast. Or you can send us an email if you've got any news for us at freemantlesailing at iinet.net.au. And, Ross, the last word from you. Well, Ed, very nice being on your show. And one thing I learned during that race from Peter Gilmore is go fast, don't be Mark-centric. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nick.